What's up, guys, and happy Black History Month. Joining me today to celebrate Black History Month is one of my former professors, associate professor of the Teaching, Learning, and Technology Department at Hofstra University's College of Liberal Arts and Sciences and director of the University's Center for Race, Culture, and Social Justice, Dr. Lightfoot. How are you doing today, Dr. Lightfoot? Doing just great. Thank you. Thank you for being here. So to give some background information to everyone, the story of Black History Month begins in 1915, half a century after the 13th Amendment abolished slavery in the United States. Known today as the Association for the Study of African-American Life and History, the group sponsored a National Negro History Week in 1926, choosing the second week of February to coincide with the birthdays of Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass. The event inspired schools and communities nationwide to organize local celebrations, establish history clubs and host performances and lectures. President Gerald Ford officially recognized Black History Month in 1976, calling upon the public to seize the opportunity to honor the two often neglected accomplishments of Black Americans in every area of endeavor throughout our history. My first question for you, the Black diaspora is pretty expansive. I was born in the Bronx, New York. My dad is Jamaican-American and my mom is Puerto Rican. What is your background and where are you from, Dr. Lightfoot? I'm from Chicago, Illinois, born and nice. raised. My okay. father uh, was born in Arkansas, and my mother was born in Mississippi. My father was a preacher, and my mother was a teacher, so I'm coming from preacher-teacher background. Okay, okay. So we're, we're part of the, uh, I guess, 12 generations of... Uh, Blacks from Africa who had come here early, I guess, 16, 1700s, maybe early 1800s, probably at the latest. The Biden-Harris administration has been a hot topic in the news since the inauguration. How do you feel about the current administration in office? I feel like they need to uh, work harder, if that's possible. Uh, and. <laughs> I mean, a number of things I think they need to do. They need to expand the Supreme Court for one. They need to go to the next odd number I imagine is what, uh, 13 to get the uh, six uh, people who are obstructing progress uh, to be in the minority. So I guess 13 would be the next number. Uh, so uh, I think that's first. I think that's something that you know, needs to happen sooner than later. Right. I, I agree. I agree. And I think um, um, getting rid of student loan debt, that would be nice, too. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> all those promises they need to make. They need to, all the promises uh, they made last promises. year. Absolutely. That they got to, that they, uh, to get elected and stop being so wimpy. Just, you know, fight those people. Yeah. You know? and, and whatever you need to do, executive order, do it executive order. Uh, whatever you need to... Uh, you know, get these, I guess, Democrat in name only, those two with Arizona and Manchin, so the Arizona uh, woman's Kirsten Cinema and the guy Manchin from West Virginia. Uh, you know, right. they need to figure out how to work to either get them to, you know, officially go Republican or, uh, you know, get out. Right. Uh, they're, not, they're not helping. <laughs> and, uh, so it's, it's 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 a lot. It's it's. I mean, you know, I'm I'm uh, you know pleased that you know they're in office, but uh, it's a lot of work to be done. Uh, just politically speaking, what do you have to do to you know get these people uh, to 
you know, get out of the bed with corporate America and get out of the bed with, you know, all of these, you know, people who, uh, you know, really want to, uh, you know, stop progress. Right. And correct, correct everything that was done during the Trump administration. Got to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's hard to do. Uh, you know, uh, I just find it, you know, just absurd that the guy's not in prison yet. You know, I guess this comment. I don't know. It's 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 hopefully. beyond me. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully, you know. I mean, it, it, something has to happen. Somebody has to be held accountable for what happened, because you know, it, it's it's bizarre. Yeah. What what we've witnessed in the last few years, you know, and the pandemic, of course, you know, hasn't helped, you know, us, you know, on the path to progress. But uh, even that is, you know, people use that as, uh, you know, political bait to make excuses for, you know, things not happening uh, the way they should. I agree. How do you feel about the state of Black America today? In your opinion, um, are we progressing? Um, yes and no. I hate to answer like that, but I, I think that there is... Uh, strands within the black community. Uh, and, and I like to look at blacks in, in, in diaspora. I think, uh, uh, you know, black America is, you know, that, that beacon of light for, you know, all the uh, people of the African diaspora who may not be as tangential or adjacent to uh, privilege and opportunity, you know, as we are in America. So I think that we need to recognize that privilege and recognize that position. So, um, you know, and really need to connect with, you know, our Caribbean and African mainland, uh, you know, brothers and sisters to, you know, really attach to a message of solidarity, because I think that's where the power is going to be. Right. So, you know, I think our progress, you know, has to recognize you know, who we are, you know, as, as a people, as a collective. And not that we have to be monolithic in our thinking or, uh, you know, agree on everything because that's just not realistic. But right. certainly we need to understand that, you know, our fate, uh, you know, as, as we move forward, you know, and depends on us, you know, coming together on some real key, I think, and important issues. Right. Over the years, we have seen many biographical films telling the story of significant Black people in history, such as Dorothy Dandridge, Malcolm X, Harriet Tubman, and Thurgood Marshall. Which Black historical figure do you believe does not get enough credit and perhaps deserve a biopic of their own? Carter G. Woodson, hands down. Carter G. Woodson, okay. Not enough credit. This okay. guy was brilliant. And the way you started off this podcast by recognizing the history of Black history, but he is the one who uh, founded Black History, Negro History Week, which ultimately became Black History Month, 50 years, some odd years later uh, in the 70s. So, uh, and he really was the champion for, uh, you know, the study of Black history, you know, the, the, the archival documents and, and how he collected and studied and, uh, you know, documented these, um, you know, stories of, you know, ancient African, Egyptian, uh, you know, wisdom. I mean, he was the one. And, and, and we need to recognize that more. I mean, his greatest 
uh, I think, contribution to us, you know, to make sure that we weren't ashamed of Africa and that we had to counter that narrative of saying that, you know, Africa was, you know, backwards and uncivilized and, uh, you know, never made any contribution to world, you know, uh, progress, you know, he, he found all of that absurd. And, and he, you know, dedicated his entire life to challenging that myth. And right. so if anyone gets the credit, he gets the credit. And, and, yeah, and cool. yeah, his book, uh, The Miseducation of the Negro, to me, you know, epitomizes this whole idea of, you know, seeking, you know, education uh, for enlightenment, seeking education, you know, to, uh, you know, really, tease out one's gifts and, and talents uh, and your genius. So, you know, his genius was uh, to really, you know, understand and not fall for the okie doke for, for, for how we're, we're bamboozled and hoodwinked and run amok as, as, you know, Malcolm X, you know, talked about that, uh, you know, if, if you don't know your history, uh, you know, you're destined to repeat, you know, the failures and, and the, uh, uh, shortcomings that, you know, one who, um, you know, suffers from a lack of connection with their past. Right, right. That's a good one. I've definitely heard that before. And I, I don't mm -hmm. think enough people know who he is and like the significance. So I think oh, yeah, yeah. 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 And see, and, and, and the real message of that miseducation, because miseducation is the kind of education you get that makes you hate yourself. Miseducation yeah. is the education that you get that makes you uh you know like and love your oppressor more than you like yourself you know so you internalize racism uh so if if you know whiteness is held up as virtue and whiteness is held up held up as pure and what one should aspire to and model themselves after you know hegemonically speaking like you know this is you know the standard of beauty this is the you know standard of knowledge this is you know, so if if you believe that hierarchy of whiteness, you know, as supreme and blackness, you know, as something to, you know, be ashamed of, then you know you've been miseducated, unfortunately. So we, you know, you hate yourself. You, you know, you want to, you know, marry someone who doesn't look like you. You want to, you know, associate with people who don't look like you because you're ashamed of yourself. You hate, like Malcolm X says. You know, who taught you to hate the color of your skin? Who taught you to hate your lips and hate your nose and hate your hair? You know, so uh, oftentimes, and I, I believe that people in a perfect world, if we lived in a utopic society, that, you know, when politically and economically and socially speaking, culturally speaking, we don't have this hierarchy that's built around white supremacy. I believe that, uh, you know, yeah, you should be able to love and marry whoever you want, but it would be motivated by self-hate. You know, and right. oftentimes you see, you know, a lot of times relationships, you know, uh, platonic and, and intimate relationships that are built on, uh, you know, self-hate, that, that, you know, you are the one who, you know, uh, would complain about, you know, being embarrassed by your own people <laughs> or, or, you know, <laughs> right. trying to get away from, you know, your own people, which is unfortunate, you know, and, and to me, that's just, uh, you know, self-destructive uh, behavior. And it also, you know, uh, 
speaks and uh, points to a wounded self-esteem and a negative self-concept. You know, when those uh, you know kinds of uh, attitudes and beliefs uh, you know dominate one's consciousness, then you are really going to have a difficult time uh, loving yourself and 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 loving others. Right. And I think I always talk on the podcast about representation and how much mm -hmm. that matters, like on screen, but it's also education. It's also it's also like what you're being taught in schools. Yeah. And um, I, I remember I had another uh, black educator on uh, Mr. Morning and I spoke about how like I only had he only had one black professor growing up and I only had three. And it's oh, so wow. crazy, like, all the years of schooling. And like that's the, the amount of black people that got to you know, educate me on, on a particular topic or subject. And that's, that's unfortunate because who, who's teaching you, you know, like that, that's important. Who's making the curriculum is very important. So I'm hoping that changes, you know, maybe like for my sister, by the time she gets into college, um, because that's, that's important. Uh, Versus is an American webcast series created by record producers, Timbaland and Sweets Beats that was first introduced during the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020. These battles consist of two musicians, predominantly R&B and hip hop. Artists like Brandy and Monica, Teddy Riley and Babyface, and Ludacris and Nelly have all participated. Which two music artists would you like to see compete in a versus battle? Oh, that was a difficult one for me. I have to think about that one. But come, uh, I, I like the newer artists who are uh, have cross generational appeal. You know, they have crossover from generation to generation. So they have an appeal to, you know, old school, middle school, new school. Uh, and for me, those artists would be Bruno Mars for one. Okay. And uh, yeah, and, and, and maybe Neo. Okay. Those two. Okay. So how about Neo and Bruno Mars? I, I would go with them. That, that's a good one. I don't think I've heard, I don't think I've heard them in the mix yet. When people talk about dream, dream battles, that's a good one. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And, and if it was, that was those, so those are my male uh, battles. And I think, uh, I, I'm not sure if Sweetie has a, a, a large enough uh, repertoire at this point. But uh, at some point, maybe she would be uh, versus uh, Rihanna. Rihanna, wow. Okay. I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have immediately put them together. Okay. That's an interesting pair. I was thinking more, um, I was thinking maybe Nicki Minaj against someone, I don't know who, and maybe Jay-Z versus Nas. Oh, Jay-Z versus Nas, huh? I think that okay. would be one. Okay. Even though he thinks, he was, I think he said on Twitter, like, oh, no one can beat me in a versus, I'm unbeatable. Yeah, well, you know, he's he's at the top of his game, so he's... <laughs> But I think anybody qualifies is in his orbit. Do you think that we should um move it to different genres? Because some people were, were like, oh, we should have a country versus and a pop versus. Ah, no, nah, no, nah, <laughs> we're not there yet. Um, and finally, how do you celebrate Black History Month and what does being black mean to you? Black mean to me. Oh, well, black is is kinship to me. It, it, it's it's the whole network of you know family, friends, acquaintances, people who are allied and connect with blackness, uh, and it's 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 every month of the year. It's not just February for me. <laughs> so, you know, and 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 it, it's the culture. 
It's all about the culture and the culture is collective and, and, you know, universal when it comes to food, music, dance, you know, mindfulness, you know, connecting with our past, you know, looking forward to our future, enjoying our presence. Um, I agree. I agree. I think um, being black is a beautiful thing. I wish I could like go back in time and tell younger Sarantas like, cause I think when I was younger, I would get down like, Oh, like, why are we going, how is it beautiful if we're going through all this stuff? Like, why is God doing us? Why is God doing this to us? But I, as I got older, I was like, you know what? No, like sometimes, you know, nothing in life is easy. We did have roadblocks, put a lot of roadblocks put in front of us, but that doesn't mean that because we had to struggle to get certain things and we're still struggling, doesn't mean that we shouldn't have pride or that we shouldn't oh, absolutely people, you know? Yeah. And I think that was hard for me to juggle, I think because of probably my white school and all those white people. But I think that was, it took me a while to understand that. Um, yeah. but it, there's, a, there's a lot of beauty and pride. And I think knowing the history and knowing, we all know the notable people, but let's, let's shine a light on the not so notable people who've made significant contributions and oh, absolutely. movies and TV shows. So yeah, it's a beautiful thing. And I'm very, very proud to be black. And I hope, I hope all everyone listening takes pride in as well and doesn't just celebrate um, black and non-black people that just doesn't celebrate uh, February, but all year long, like learning about, you know, black people because our history, black American history is American history. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, and it should be, you know, a, an essential part, you know, of history throughout the curriculum. Uh, and, and to me, history is just, uh, you know, it's a core subject. It should be a core subject. You shouldn't have a choice about the history and all of this nonsense about critical race theory and, you know, banning books. It is just, you know, so crazy. It's, I can't even wrap my brain around uh, in 2022 that we're having to deal with, uh, you know, this whole onslaught. And I think it's, of course, politically driven, right. you know, to really, you know, shut down you know, accurate, uh, you know, representation, you know, of, of, of our history and, and the retelling uh, of, of our history. It's, it's, it's unfortunate. So, but uh, every, every time I think we're making progress, I'm saying, mm, uh, I don't think we are. <laughs> we're going backwards. You know, we take one step forward and two steps back. That's what it feels like. We're censor they're censoring the wrong literature. <laughs> they're censoring the wrong things, you know, so. We don't yeah. know that's important. Yeah, but, but people, I think, are smarter than uh, these, you know, knuckleheads are giving them credit for because when they ban the book, they just, you know, make it, uh, you know, shoot to the top of the bestseller list <laughs> and increase <laughs> and the sales. Go you know, out, people go out and seek it and, like, want to read yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's like when you're a kid, you know, they tell you don't do something, and that's what creates the strong desire and the temptation to do it it's like right don't eat those cookies out of the cookie jar and before you know it hand is in the cookie jar right so right. yeah switching gears to the tcp rapid fire questions uh you don't have to answer quickly i just call it that uh but the first question what makes you laugh the most mm. sketch comedy i like sketch comedy sketch political comedy. satire yeah yeah okay so Old school uh, comedy. One of my favorite from the old school was In Living Color. In Living, okay. Yeah, I, I, I love that. And uh, and SNL is kind of funny. I kind of 
you know, like them if I remember to watch them. <laughs> Three things you're grateful for. Oh, a healthy life. Uh, I'm grateful for uh, just a community network of family, friends, and acquaintances. Uh, they all give me joy. Uh, and a career. I'm, I'm really happy with the career that I ended up uh, here as a, as a professor. It, it, it was meant for me. Uh, I took a, the scenic route to get here, but I'm really pleased and, and grateful that I landed upon uh, you know, teaching at the university, being like a professor. That. I like that. We're grateful for you. We're grateful for you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. What, what would you tell your younger self? Oh, don't be so hard on yourself. I would, I would, I was a brooder sometimes when uh, I really, you know, probably came down hard, too hard on myself. And I should have went with the flow a little more probably. And uh, yeah. And, and, and be patient when things are working themselves out and, and uh, that really have more faith that, you know, things were going to work out and, and uh, I didn't have to brood and worry. And, Where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, getting close to retirement. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> what would you name this current chapter of your life? Mm. I guess it would, I would call it my renaissance period. Mm. Uh, rebirth, revival. Rebirth. I'm, I'm reconnecting with some older, uh, you know, ways of knowing, uh, you know, some of my childhood lessons and, and early adulthood lessons, I'm reconnecting with those and trying to, you know, inject life into them again. Because I think I had strayed away and gotten away from some fundamental, uh, you know, lessons that I learned early on that, that served me and got me to this point. So uh, I, I would say, uh, it's, it's more of a renaissance, rebirth, revival chapter. I like that. I haven't heard that one yet on the podcast. So that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, thank you so much, Dr. Lightfoot, for joining me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Be sure to leave a rating for the Cervantes podcast on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to the Cervantes podcast YouTube channel and click the notification bell up top so you never miss a new episode. Thanks for listening. Have a good one, guys. Thank you.